Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We are broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota. 
I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, and we have been here, um, we're celebrating our 30-year church anniversary here at the end of this month. And so I'm going to start talking about it now. We're going to try to do a lot of advertising, let everybody know. But uh, on the uh, the end of this month, especially August 3rd and 4th, we're having a Friday night service and a meal afterwards and a Saturday service at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and a meal afterwards. We're having a 30-year church celebration. We've been, the New Life Pentecostal Church has been here 30 years in, in Dickinson, and also we're having a um, church dedication. Uh, our new building that we that we remodeled, the Elks Building, as many of you in Dickinson know. And so we're doing all that. That's August 3rd and 4th. It's coming up very quickly. The speaker for those services will be a man named Alfred Deeds from Buchanan, Michigan. And uh, you will not want to miss that. You really won't. He is a uh, uh, just a... A man of God, a man of faith, and um, and just an exciting preacher too. And so that's all coming up. All you mentioning that you know several times during each radio show, all the way up until it happens. And so we, in fact, he's going to be here. Brother Deeds will be here speaking at our church even the week before that. We've got uh, a bunch of dignitaries in the studio tonight. Just a lot of handsome young men in here. Let's see, Connor, Mason, Abe running the controls. Uh, Terrell from Louisiana is in here tonight. We've got Tim, and we've got Jasic. And Jasic um, is our on-site theologian, I guess. Is that right? That's yeah. Right. yeah, that's right. Well, he's he's in the studio. So, but tonight, so we'll, if I have any trouble, I'll refer you to those guys. Maybe you have to turn the microphone over to them if we have any questions. Now, being this is a live program, you can be part of this program by texting me seven zero one. Two nine zero seven eight six two, or you can email me if you're out of the country, Robert Simons fifty eight at gmail dot com. Those are all the ways you can be part of the program tonight. You can also call in seven zero one two two five five one three three. If you want to call into the program, you may not be able to talk to me, but you'll be able to talk to one of these fine gentlemen that are here. We've got. Uh, Oh, this is crazy. So I got Mason listening and Jacek listening. Great. That's good. I'm glad you guys could have just saved the texting. Brother Schuler is listening from Grafton tonight, and we've got a girl named Sierra Stephen. We've got Aunt Christy listening uh, tonight, and Sierra's grandparents. Hey, the Burlings are pastors in Wishick, Ashley, North Dakota. And um, I'm thinking of asking Brother Burling to preach next Sunday night in our church in Dickinson. I haven't asked him yet, but I'm asking him on the air. So the uh, that's kind of interesting. He can't say yes or no, but Sierra could probably answer that for him. But I'm thinking about uh, Brother Burling coming to preach next Sunday and in Dickinson, North Dakota. So I don't know if that would work or not. We've got Lawrence Keener listening in um, California tonight. He just texted in. So a lot of people texting in. I'll probably have to stop reading all these right now. But um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for texting me and letting me know that you were listening tonight. Tonight we're going to talk about a subject, very simple subject, but we're going to talk about the subject of being honest, uh, the subject of lying, of course, the opposite of being honest. Uh, hopefully that this helps somebody. I hope that um, that we realize by the end of the program that this is one of the um, main reasons that will stop people from being in heaven uh, because because dishonesty, I believe the first step to God besides faith is honesty, and so a liar cannot be saved. 
A liar has to come to God and become honest before he can be saved. I'd like uh, Abe tonight to click his microphone on and read a part of Acts chapter 5. We're going to read He's going to read a story about Ananias and Sapphira. Go ahead. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and bought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost, and great fear came upon all them that heard these things. And a certain young man arose and wound him up and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thine husband are at the door, and they shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet, and yielded up the ghost. And the young man came in and found her dead, and carried her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church, and upon as many as heard these things. As you could imagine, great fear would come upon the church. So here's simply a story of the um, there was there were people that were in Jerusalem in the first church that were giving, selling things, giving it to the church. Um, of course, we know now, looking from the angle we can see, that God was the city of Jerusalem was going to be destroyed very soon, and those things wouldn't have mattered anyway. I'm not here to tell you that you need to sell everything and give it away to serve God. I, if God tells you to, of course you need to. But here we had a, uh, it sounded like in Acts chapter, uh, we, we see in Acts chapter um, 2, Acts chapter 3, we see the church uh, being unified, being one, and people were selling uh, their possessions and giving it to the work of God. And this is what the story is based on. Ananias sold a possession and said that he gave it all, but he didn't. Now, Peter, in his own words that Abe just read, said that he didn't have to give it all. He, he could have kept it. He could have sold it and kept part of it. He, he wouldn't have, it wouldn't have made, it, made any difference. But he lied. He, he was lying. He was being dishonest. And then uh, he died. He just instantly died when Peter confronted him on this. And then later... His wife came in a while later, not knowing anything had happened, and Peter asked her, how much did you sell that place for? And she lied. And then Peter looked at her and said, the same people that carried your husband out, his body, dead body out, are going to carry yours out. Now, there's a lot in this story. One of the things when I read this story, <laughs> I always get a smile on my face because, you know, none of us are perfect and all of us have made mistakes and sinned. And I'm thinking, I'm still alive, so God must have a little hope for me. Ananias and Sapphira, God must have known, would have never repented. And um, and so that's why they were killed. And they, they were still useful to the kingdom of God, kind of as a, 
an example of don't do this. But I want to talk about their sin tonight. I want to talk about uh, this concept of lying. In the uh, Ten Commandments, the Ninth Commandment of the Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. One of the interesting things about the Ten Commandments is that there's a church in this city that's taken out. They've got a sign with the Ten Commandments on it, but they took out one of the commandments on their sign. And I'm not going to get myself in a lot of trouble here by telling you which church it is, but they took out the commandment, Thou shalt not have any graven image. Now, this isn't about lying, but they took that commandment off of their sign that lists the Ten Commandments, and they split the Tenth Commandment up into two commandments so they can still have ten. But God's, you know, let me just tell you this. God's still against you using statues in your worship. Uh, God doesn't want statues in our churches. He doesn't want statues when we pray. The Bible is clear on that. And I don't care what church you belong to. If that's what you're doing, you need to stop it. Anyway, that's just that was for free. That has nothing to do with this. But the Ninth Commandment in the real Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. The Living Bible simply says, in, in, in Exodus 20 and verse 16, you must not lie. Uh, lying will always distort God's guidance in your life. It will cause you to take steps that are not right for you. And lying is a, is a terrible thing because it can become a habit, and it can also become to the point where we don't even know that we're lying. Once you lie, you'll find out it's easier to lie the second time. In fact, uh, sometimes and many times you have to lie to cover up your lies. A liar has to have a very good memory because he can't remember the way he told the story the last time. And so he's a liar, and he's, and he's telling the story hopefully the same every time, but he's still lying if he's a liar. And, and so I want to talk about all these things tonight. Lying is a trap. Um, you know, you don't have to remember what you said. I, I can think of, of people that looked me right in the face and lied to me, which is probably the most discouraging thing that I've ever experienced is when I've had people, I had, it was many, many years ago, over 30, 35 years ago, I had one of the men that worked for me, a sighting guy, lie to me. And it's too long of a story to tell, but when I confronted him about his lying, he lied to me again to cover up the lie. And when I confronted him again, his bottom lip began to quiver, and he looked down, and I told him, I said, you know, I don't care what you do, but please don't lie to me at work. I said, I'm, I'm planning on firing you because of your lying, and I'll, I'll think about it overnight. Well, I didn't fire him. He came to work the next day, and then soon after that, he quit. But lying is a, um, there is a, uh, you know, I just want somehow tonight stress the seriousness of lying. We're going to talk about lying. We might touch on exaggeration. We might touch on, you know, part of the problem is we're not thinking before we speak, which seems pretty innocent, but I think we'll still lose credibility. I mean, you don't, you may not intend to lie, um, but and we'll kind of go over some of that stuff. But text me tonight. We're going to play a song, 701-290-7862. of her 
she wasn't the last. And if I were honest with myself, had I been standing at that tree, my mouth and my hands would be covered with fruit. Things I shouldn't know and things I shouldn't see remind me of this. With every decision, generations will reap what I sow. I can pass on a curse or a blessing to those I will never know. She taught me to fear the serpent and learning to fear myself and all of the things I am capable of. Acceptance and wealth, and to say that the devil made me do it is a cop out and a lie. The devil can't make me do anything when I'm calling on Jesus Christ. Remind me of this with every decision. Generations will reap what I sow. I can pass on the curse or a blessing. Hey everybody, Pastor Bob back. This is a live broadcast, of course, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. You could be listening tonight on KDIX AM, the radio station right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. And we hope you are. You can also be listening on KDIX.net. And you can also be listening on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. So there's three different ways. When you text me, 701-290-7862, let me know which way that you're listening. A lot of people texting tonight. Hello to uh, Jeannie out in Michigan. Hello to Jasmine in Bismarck. Hello to Lori Hernikes here in Dickinson. Good to have you guys all listening tonight. Many of you I know. Uh, we've got um, Melissa from Belfield listening tonight. So um, just uh, let me know you're listening. Hey, Stormy from the Philippines is listening. The um, Jeff Soberg loved that song. He's listening to Harvey tonight. So we've got a bunch of people listening. We're talking about lying tonight. We're, we're talking about lying. 
Um, we're talking about exaggeration. We're talking about saying words that are not true, um, whether we mean to or not. You know, God is against lying. I should say that right away in case you're wondering. He's just against it. Any type of lying, any type of dishonesty, God is against. I, I don't believe there are really such a thing as a little white lie. I don't think it's any less serious than a, 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 a lie that would get somebody locked up into prison. I think God wants us to be honest, and God's desire is for us to be honest, and I think there are many things in this life that cause dishonesty. And as I said earlier, one lie will lead to another lie. That's why when I make the statement at the jail, all drug addicts are liars. And I, over the years, I've had several people get really mad about that statement. But really, when you think about it, drug usage is illegal. How could you be an honest person and do it? You know, I mean, like, I'm going to tell you that all drug addicts are liars. And and so I think, and I do think God is more concerned about the drug addiction or about the lying than he is the drug addiction. I asked a very interesting question up at the jail uh, a while back in one of my services. And I these men are locked up, and of course we have women in our services too, but the men that are locked up in jail, I asked them a question. I said, if you're, what would bother you more? that your wife or girlfriend is cheating on you here in jail or if she's cheating on you and then would lie to you to your face. And just about everybody said it would bother me more that she would lie than that she would cheat on me. And and it was just a little, kind of a little survey I was taking there at the jail, but I think it brings across a uh, very truism, a very much of a truism that lying is disdained by people of all walks of life. It really is. I think people understand anger. People understand sin. People understand immorality. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to get excused from it. Uh, People understand um, a lot of different types of sinning. But lying is a very, very hurtful thing. And, And just to show you how strongly God feels about lying... We look in the book of Proverbs, chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. Let me just preface before I read these verses in Proverbs 6, that when the Bible, the Old Testament calls something, or even in the New Testament it's mentioned, but when the Bible calls something an abomination to the Lord, that's different than any other type of sin mentioned in the Bible. And the reason it is, there are many times, you can study this out yourself, and I have, but many times the word abomination is in the Bible. Like the the Bible says that uh, in the Old Testament, God told the Jews that like eating pork will be an abomination to you. That's what he told the Jews. Like in other words, it's a sin for a Jew to eat pork. Now, it's not a sin for a Gentile to eat pork, but it's a sin for a Jew to eat pork in the Old Testament. But it doesn't say that it makes God sick. But there are seven or eight things mentioned in the Old Testament, one one for sure mentioned in the New Testament, that says they are an abomination to the Lord. Now here again, we're talking about seven to nine things. In the book of Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16, it mentions six things that are an abomination to the Lord. Right, right there. It says, These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. And two out of the seven have to do with lying. 
Verse 17 says, a proud look, a lying tongue. Verse 19 says, a false witness that speaketh lies. And so I, I think we need to understand that God doesn't look at lying. He doesn't laugh at lying. He doesn't think it's, uh, he, he thinks it's a very, very serious thing. And I think, uh, just let me digress here a little bit and tell you that you parents need to consider it a very serious thing if your children lie to you. You know, I think uh, understanding child childish behavior, understanding dumb things that children do, spilling milk, knocking over things, those things are not sins. But lying is something that you need to teach and train your child against. Whatever type of punishment and, and teaching and discipline you use for your children, you better make sure that the most severe that you use is when they lie. Because lying is something that will... Um, not only deter them and hurt them for the rest of their life, but could cause them to be lost. You know, uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verses 17 through 22, if you, if you are in a place you can read your Bible, many of you are driving or doing something else, I want you to turn there if you can. Proverbs twelve seventeen: He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy. There shall no evil happen to the just, but the wicked shall be filled with mischief. And here again, lie, verse 22, lying lips are abomination to the Lord but they that deal truly are his delight. This um, this statement that I make, and I'm going to make throughout the program, that a liar cannot be saved. There's two reasons that a liar cannot be saved. Because a liar would mean that they're continuing to be a liar. Now, you might have used to be a liar, but if you are a liar, you'll be lost. The Bible teaches that. The Bible teaches it. Um, people say, well, what about grace, Pastor Bob? Hey, if you ask God to forgive you for your lying, he will. But I'm saying a liar, a person that's currently in the business of lying, will be lost. But secondly, he'll be lost, as I said earlier, because a liar cannot admit or will not admit that he's at fault. He's a liar. And so the first step to God besides faith is repentance. Of course, faith is the very first step to God. But be, next to faith is repentance, and repentance starts out with being honest. God, I messed up. I did wrong. And when Abe read that story at the beginning of the broadcast about Ananias and Sapphira, Ananias lied to everybody. But when he came before Peter, what if he would have called out, you know what, that's not true. I did not sell that house for that much money. My wife and I lied. I'm so sorry. You see, God's in the business of forgiveness. He is. But for some reason, people have a hard time doing that. For some reason, uh, people want to come up with an excuse of why they lied. You know, um, there is a, you know, I've got a lot of different things here online. Uh, Just let me kind of get to some of them. Liars attract liars. Um, the Living Bible, Proverbs 17, 4 says, The wicked 
enjoy fellowship with others who are wicked. Wicked liars enjoy liars. You know this. Um, you know so many things. There are so many things that can be said about on the subject. Um, you know if if I, uh, I I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. I like to consider myself as an honest person. But if my mouth starts talking without my brain thinking, I can start lying. I can start exaggerating. Many times, especially at this point in my life, I'm going to be 60 in August, I don't remember a lot of things that happened exactly how they happened. My wife's got a very good memory. I don't. We don't get into arguments about it because she is right. <laughs> when she remembers something, not recent stuff I'm okay with, but stuff from a long time ago, she's right. Did you hear that, honey? I just admitted it. But but this this but I will tell you this that any more in my life I'm try, when I tell a story I try to say it like this I believe I said this I think I said this this is how I remember it happening and the reason I do that is because I don't want to be a liar liars lose credibility from others if you are an exaggerator if you are a liar People may be, your loved ones may be looking at you, they may be nodding your head, but they don't believe a word that's coming out of your mouth. Your facts are all wrong, your figures are all wrong, and um, and even if you do it in innocence, you still are losing credibility. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Is, is uh, Terrell, is your mom listening yet? Not yet, she's not. We got a guy from Louisiana here that in our studio, he texted his mom, and uh the uh, I said I'd let him say hi to her on the air. Hey, I, somebody told me I, I said something wrong, that I was going to ask Brother Burling to preach next Sunday night in Dickinson. I'm thinking about next Sunday morning, if he can figure out a way. I know he's a pastor, so I'm not sure if, if he can figure out a way around that or or not to get out here, but I'd, I'd like to do that. I had uh, Brother Schuler text me something and accuse me of something when I invited Brother Burling to preach, but... Brother Bert, or Brother Schuler, come on now. Do you really believe that? We're going to play a song. I want you to text me tonight to be part of this program. 701-290-7862. If you're a liar, text me and let me know about it. Well, we worship at the Shroud of Elvis And we're waiting for that money from Ed McMahon And we're drinking from the Perrier Fountain of Youth while we follow what the daily horoscope's saying Taking lethal doses of MTV Delving into pet psychiatry Trying to treat cancer with the fruit juice cure And waiting for the Beatles reunion tour Cause it's a great big stupid world And we're feeling kinda crazy at 
Well, we're studying the National Enquirer. Is it true Sonny Bono is the Antichrist? We debate if TV wrestling is really a sport. While we're testing rock and roll and its effect on mice. Bonding with our little computer screens. Getting anorexic on our lean cuisines. Turning plastic surgeons into millionaires. So everybody finally gets to look like Cher. It's a great big stupid world And we're feeling kind of queasy as it turns around A great big stupid world And we're never really sure if we're up or down It's a great big stupid world Dum 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 boom It's a stupid world Actually, Abe, somebody liked that song. This is Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show. Um, Brother Duran, that is one of your favorite songs. I didn't know that. And somebody else, somebody else, uh, Danny from Minnesota texted and said, who is that? That's a guy named Randy Stonehill. The, um, we are, we are live tonight, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I, um, uh, it's good to have, um, Everybody listening to me? Good to have Lori Henriquez looks listening to me, who's related to Lori Herniquez, but uh, <laughs> I mispronounced her name. Sorry, Lori. Uh, Lori Henriquez is listening tonight. Good to have you listening. Just good to have everybody that's tuned tonight. Subject's kind of a, you know, it's not a lighthearted subject at all. We're talking about being honest. We're talking about um concept of lying. I believe a sign of conversion is honesty. Colossians 3 verses 9 through 10. Lie not one to another. Seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. And so whatever you were before, um, if you were a liar before, one of the signs that you've been changed is that you've become an honest person. And what a relief it is to become an honest person. Uh, before I was, uh, before I came to the Lord, I was 20 years old when I came to the Lord. I was not an honest person. Uh, I feel bad about that. I think I had been relatively honest up until maybe, I don't know, maybe sometime in high school, but, but I became a dishonest person. Of course, some of it had to do with the illegal activities I was involved with, the drug usage and so on. But, uh, there was also other things I was, so worried about what everybody thought about me that I made up stories thinking that people would respect me and like me more. When I was around friends of mine that were really good fighters or tough, I made up stories about that. When I was around friends of mine that were thought they were intelligent, I tried to act intelligent. I acted one way around my girlfriend. I acted another way around my parents. I acted another way around my other friends. And like I said, even my other friends, I'd act certain ways around certain friends. When I came to God, I was 20 years old. I repented of my sins. What a relief it was to become an honest person. Now, if you like me, fine. If you don't like me, that's fine, too. It doesn't make any difference to me. Well, it makes a little difference to me. Nobody wants to be disliked. But I'm telling you that that this is not, 
you know, people say things, and we'll get into this as the program kind of unfolds as we go along here, but we'll get into this. But you, um, you think, well, I, you know, I, I, I'm still going to heaven, Pastor Bob. I'm not a murderer or anything. You know, I'm not a rapist. You know, yeah, I tell a lie once in a while. We're going to find out that this, you're going to find out God puts all, he puts lying in the same category as these other things. He really does. You will be punished as a liar. Proverbs 19 verses 5, verse 5 says, a false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh, speaketh lies shall not escape. Verse 9 says, um, it goes on and says it again, a false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. Punished how? Well, you're going to be punished in this life because your own lives, lies will come back on you. They'll come back, uh, to, to, um, uh, curse your life. You'll lose credibility, as I mentioned earlier. A liar loses credibility. You know, there are people that always have a, they one-up their stories. They can, whatever story you're telling, they have a better story to tell. That, and maybe you do, maybe you just have incredible things happen to you. But lying will make you lose credibility. Lying destroys relationships. When you're married, if your spouse begins to catch you in lies, that is probably the most hurtful thing that can happen. You know, um, there is there is a uh, you know there is a um, there has to be an honesty in marriage. Now, somebody said, Pastor Bob, how do you answer this question when your wife comes to you and say, "Honey, does this dress make me look fat?" You know, how do you answer that question without lying? You know, what if what if the dress does make her look fat? You know, but you know what? You still don't have to lie. If my wife asks me that question, says, does this dress make me look fat? My wife is not fat. She's very thin. But if she was wearing a dress that made her look fat and she asked me, does this dress make me look fat? I would say, honey, that's I don't really like that dress on you. You know, I mean, I'm not going to lie to her. You know, and she said, but does it make me look fat? And so I'm not going to answer that question. But I don't like the way it looks on you. You know, I, I don't, you know, there's no... There's no reason that you think that you have to make up a lie. I've I've heard people that say, well, Pastor Bob, these little white lies, like somebody will come up and ask you and say, does this look good on me? And if it doesn't, what are you supposed to do, lie? And I'll say, no, just tell them it. I don't, I, I would never buy anything like that. Makes me want to throw up. No, don't say that. There's there's a nicer way to do it. But see, there you have to be honest. If you cannot say something that's true, don't say anything. You know, um, one of the things that's interesting to me, and, and I've got to save time for this in this topic tonight, but when we begin to lie a lot, we can begin to believe our own lies, and those are called excuses. My pastor said, and he said it in many different ways, but he said, all excuses are lies. Now, I think he meant most excuses, but he said all, so there. You know, all excuses are lies. You know, excuses are really us trying to believe our own lies. Like, like for instance, uh, telling your boss, "Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I'm late. Uh, the road was icy." Well, first of all, you checked the weather and you knew the road was icy. So why didn't you leave instead of eating eating that other bagel? 
I mean, like all excuses are lies. I remember coming to a, a meeting in Bismarck when I used to work for a, a siding company out of Bismarck, and they had a yearly meeting and a banquet, and they paid us to be there. And I remember traveling to that meeting, and it was so foggy that I couldn't see it. I was driving like 35. And I walked into this room. The room was full of men, and the, the owner was up front talking. It was safety or something. And I walked in. You know, I was a half an hour late. And he said to me, Bob, you're late. He said, I pay you guys to come to this meeting. I expect you to be on time. There's a chair there in the back. Please be seated. And you know what? I liked that boss. I I did. I liked the boss. I really did. You know, I mean, did I have a good excuse? It sounds like I had a good excuse. But the truth is, what he said was true. You know, he he paid me to be at the meeting. Um, You know, why would I, you know, some people say a half hour or being on time is like being a half an hour late. If you have to be at something very important, maybe you should be there early just in case it's foggy. You know, and maybe that. So I didn't say anything to him. I don't think I didn't. I didn't come up with some kind of excuse. You know, I, I just uh, we just let it go. But your excuses can be lies. You know, I I don't feel good. That's why I didn't come to work. I didn't feel good. That's why I didn't come to church. You know, but then an hour later, I see you at Walmart. You know, I had a headache. You see what I'm saying? We need to examine our, our, first of all, examine what's coming out of our mouth. When James said, let your yeas be yea and your nays be nay, if I can say it this way in a real loose paraphrase, James was saying, think about what you're saying. Make sure what you're saying is true. Don't add a lot to it that you don't know about. Has anybody done this? If you've done this, text me, 701-290-7862. Has anybody ever done this when you're telling a story? Well, I told them this, but you didn't tell them that, but you wished you would have told them that. Have you guys ever done that? Like when you're telling a story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I told them, I told them to get their car out of my front yard. But you didn't tell them that. You just wished you'd have told them that. You know, that's that's lying. It really is. The, um, You know, there there is a, um, oh, boy, I'm getting a lot of great texts now. Uh, the Oh, I should read some of these. I will. I'll read them in a minute. The uh, But anyway, so we'll be punished in this life by lying and we'll be punished eternally in lying. Let me let me read up Psalm seven fourteen through sixteen. We'll play one more song. I'm going to read some of these texts. I might let Terrell say hello to his mom if she's listening. I don't know if she's listening, but she's not. Behold, he tra- this is Psalm seven fourteen. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity and hath conceived mischief and brought forth falsehood. He made a pit and digged it and has fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief shall return upon his own head. You see, when you become a liar and nobody believes you, you have no credibility, you did that yourself. Don't be upset at people for not believing you. Do you ever hear of the story of the boy that cried wolf? When there really was a wolf, nobody believed him because he'd been lying about this wolf for a long time. This is Tell It Like It Is radio show. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862.
It seems I've walked a mile to this altar I can feel every eye in this crowd watching me But you know I can't go on All my pride is gone Lord, I'm begging for forgiveness Down on bended knees From now on I'm gonna be
Hey everybody, Pastor Bob, Tell It Like It Is Radio Show. We're uh, wrapping up this program. We've got about 10 minutes left. You are listening to a live broadcast. And if you are listening here in Dickinson, we want you to come and visit our church, the New Life Pentecostal Church, right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. We are, Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. We have a, a pastor from uh, the Twin Cities, Dale Jones, is going to be speaking at our church. He's um, no stranger to our church in Dickinson. He, in fact, used to speak uh, all the time out here, and it just hasn't worked out that way uh, lately, but we've, we're glad to have him this Wednesday. So um, a preacher of um, very sensitive to the Lord, would love to have you be with us Wednesday night at 7.30. If you live out west, we have a church that's starting in Beach, North Dakota right now. They're meeting on Tuesday nights at the Beach Community Center at 7.30. And then on Thursday, right on Main Street in Bowman, we have a church service. We've got a church plant in Bowman, North Dakota, which is southwest of here. And that they have church at 7.30 on Thursday nights. And so there's all kinds of different ways you can go to church this week. Also, if you um, are out east towards Bismarck, uh, they have special services going on Monday and Tuesday night. Uh, Brother Ballestero, uh, Martin Ballestero is preaching in our Bismarck church and, and Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night out that way. And so you can go there. Now next Sunday, we have Sunday school at 10 o'clock in the morning. And during Sunday school, we have a, a um, children's church. And then during that Sunday school, we have adult Bible classes, three different groups that we split up in try to keep the groups a little smaller. And then at 11 o'clock is our worship service on Sundays. So that's kind of our schedule uh, that's coming up here. And we'd love to have you come and visit us. We're talking about the, the topic is lying tonight. Unrepented lies will be punished in a different way. And this is pretty sad to think about. Revelation 21 and verse 8 says, But the fearful and unbelieving, the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Uh, this is a pretty terrible list. It really is. They're uh, fearful and unbelieving don't seem terrible, but to God, those are sins. And then it says, and all liars. You've got all kind of, they've got uh, all kinds of lists of people that we would lock up, but it says all liars. Sometimes you wonder if any politicians could ever go to heaven. I know I'm sure there's honest, honest politicians. The um, I I believe that there are, the, but this this concept that all liars are going to go to hell, Revelation twenty two fifteen, it talks about outside the city. It says there are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers, idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. We've got to become honest. We have to be honest with man. We have to be honest with God. The first steps, I know I'm repeating myself, the first steps to God are faith and being honest. Being honest and repentance go hand in hand. Repentance says, I did it, I'm guilty, I'm sorry. You know, this, um, this from the very original sin that happened, when man first made his way onto this planet, Adam and Eve sinned against God. God confronted them, and they lied. They made excuses, they lied. 
he asked he asked um, Adam, "What what is this that you've done?" And he said, "It's the woman that you gave me, God. She gave me of the fruit, and I did eat." That was true, but it was also a lie. Because it was his fault. He didn't have to do it. But his excuse became a lie. When when he confronted Eve, she said, It was the serpent that beguiled me, and I did eat. But Eve knew full well what God had said. And she lied. And she would not ask for forgiveness, but she came up with an excuse. You know, um, um, we, I mean, in the very next drama in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, we read of Cain and Abel and how, um, how Cain lied. He, Cain, uh, Cain was, it did not make the proper sacrifice and God confronted him about it and told Cain, let's try it again. Let's do it again. Let's, 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 uh, let's go ahead and, and, uh, and, 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 uh, start over. But instead Cain became angry. And later he killed his brother Abel. And when God asked Cain, where is your brother Abel? He said, I don't know. I have no idea where Abel is. I I can't keep track of him. You know, is that my job to keep track of my brother? And God, you know, what, what, I mean, what hurt God worse? I know what hurt Abel worse, getting killed. But I mean, what hurt God worse? How do you think God felt when Cain lied to him? You know what? You cannot lie to God. The book of Galatians said uh, God is not mocked. The uh, Phillips version says you cannot make a fool out of God. Whatever a man sows, that will he reap. All your lies, if you're the best liar in the world and you make it through this life and, and everybody believes you, you'll still stand before God someday because God knows the truth. We've got to be honest. Just wrapping this up tonight, I'm, I'm telling you, keep your mouth shut. Think about what you're saying. Now, here again, if you're intentionally lying, you've got a bad heart. You need to repent. You need to ask God to forgive you. But some of the lying I'm talking about tonight is not that. But I, I'm afraid, um, you know, um, I've got a, a man that listens to me from Colorado. I don't know if he's listening tonight. But um, uh, uh, brother, um, oh, oh, brother Gordon. Thank you. I just couldn't think of his name. Brother Gordon sent an email out and just reprimanded all the ministers on his email. He said, "You guys might go to hell because of your answering machine." Because the answering machine says, "Hello, this is Bob Simons." Please leave a message, and I'll call you back as soon as I can. Well, you better call him back. The one on my cell phone now just says, Hello, uh, this is Bob. Um, Leave me a message. That's all I say, because Brother Gordon straightened me out. But you see, is that being picky? Is that being uh, ridiculous? I don't think it is. I think Brother Gordon had a good point. I think he made a good point. I really did. Now, you know, there are people and, and um, the, um, you know, I, I know, I, I wondered if I was going to get any text texts about this um, because there were people that seemed to have been doing God's service that lied in the Bible. But I'm telling you that, that um, a lot of things that happened in the Old Testament are messed up. 
They, they are. The Old Testament is an example of what life is without the Spirit of God living in us. You know, there, there were people, you know, people could say, what about Rahab? Uh, one of the, the texts I got said, what about Jacob when he lied and how God still blessed him? You know, um, the, um, you know, there, are, and of course there are many, many or several other, not many, but several other examples that you could, you could give. But here again, I'm telling you the Bible principle is don't lie. Liars are an abomination unto God. If you come up with some strange, severe circumstance during wartime or something and, and try to, um, try to use this to, to, um, you know, excuse yourself as being a liar. Here again, you don't have to answer to Pastor Bob. You don't have to answer to our church. But we all are going to stand someday and give an answer to God. Abe, go ahead and, and re-say some of those announcements that I gave out, and uh, and then we're going to wrap this up with a prayer maybe. Well, we are from New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson. And um, if you would like to come visit our church, um, our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Um, you can also come on Sunday morning. There's a children's church for the kids and then Sunday school for the adults. And that is at 10 o'clock a.m. And then there's a worship service at 11 o'clock a.m. And uh, everyone is invited. That's the address to our church is 501 Elks Drive. Um, if you would like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons, you can um, call or text him. His phone number is 701-290-7862. Um, or you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, Abe. And um, thank you so much for listening tonight. Lord Jesus, as we close this broadcast... I ask you to touch us, Lord, help us all to not only examine what we're telling each other, but even to examine what we're telling ourselves and what we're telling you. Lord, I pray that you you help us, God, help us to become honest, help us to be more honest, Lord, help us to, to work at this just like we would work at anything else that's very important, and I pray that you would just do a work in the lives of my listeners tonight, in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for listening. Next Sunday night, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. That's 8.06 Mountain Time here. Until then, God bless and, and good night. You are my life. You are my joy.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.